All right, everybody, welcome to the week two recap and week three predictions episode of the Shups and Preds podcast. Again, rolling four strong for the second week in a row. This is a record to get these many people together for a 30-minute podcast in consecutive weeks. <laughs> it's really truly inspiring. It's me, John. Tyler, back again. Matt, back again. And Peter, of course. Wow, somebody's <laughs> driving really fast. Is that Boston or Seattle? Uh, that's, that's Boston. That's, that's Boston. All right. Tyler rolling. lives directly next to Logan Airport. <laughs> <laughs> so... Today, like I said, what we're doing is recapping week two of the CFL season, predding week three, fantasy review. We're going to kick off the show with our initial reaction to if it wasn't bad enough for the 0-2 Calgary Stampeders, Bo Levi Mitchell placed on the six-game injured list with a broken foot, was it? Fibula. Broken broken fibula, which he suffered week one against Toronto. And uh, he had a great quote. He said, yeah, Tiger Woods played with a broken leg, too. He had better results. So, <laughs> tough, ruined, tough break. This was no, no, no flu game for, no, for this Bo was, Levi. Well, yeah, he, on a broken leg, I was, I mean, I think we were going to talk about in the game recap how much he was running around for his life. To know he was doing that on a broken leg, yeah. what a crazy effort. But that sucks. That does suck. They what, say he's couldn't be me. Coach, coach was saying he's a fast <laughs> healer, though, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm, but in the meantime, it's going to be Michael O'Connor, yes, sir. Uh, Canadian yes, quarterback, indeed. getting his first extended play in the CFL. So we'll see. Um, Calgary certainly is in a bad spot. It looks like it's going to be tough for the next couple weeks. Um, but yeah, everybody, what was your apart from shock and horror that he had to play through that this past week? Any other initial takeaways? Surprised it wasn't a uh, Achilles, but oh, oh, he wasn't playing. <laughs> it's tough, <laughs> tough. Um, well, as his uh, fantasy owner or former <laughs> fantasy owner, as I should say, we'll get into that later. <laughs> I am just in. I'm. I'm. I'm just sad, mostly. But it's. Um, I can't believe they. Not that they made him play, but that. He wanted to play. He wanted to play, and then they were so nonchalant about it afterwards. Of course, not trying to give away too much, but it just seemed like his safety wasn't wasn't a priority. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. All right, well, on that note, we will get into the Week 2 recap, and we're giving you guys something a little bit different this week. Um, although I obviously love talking, we're going to split up recap duties and have each member of the pod recap one of the four games in the week. Uh, we're going to go in order of how the games happened. And kicking us off, recapping uh, Calgary's loss to BC is going to be Matt. All right, well, the BC Lions uh, went to Calgary and beat the Calgary Stampeders 15-9. Um, this game had everything. We had a breakout performance from the Lions defense with four interceptions and three sacks. Uh, a real return to form uh, for Michael Riley. And some very cool Calgary throwback jerseys. Oh, the jerseys are so good looking. Um, I want it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> they were awesome. Uh, unfortunately, that's uh, really uh, all I can say for Calgary. Um, 
I did have a note, you know, early in the game when I was watching that it seemed like there was a more varied offense uh, for the Stampeders, um, hitting them on the ground, hitting them in the air, uh, whereas uh, BC seemed to be just playing the the air game and didn't have much going in the backfield. Um, but that kind of all fell apart for the Stampeders in the second half. Um, and then for both teams, it was just uh, the the story was killing it in the open field. Um, but couldn't convert on short yardage. So Riley, uh, 342 yards. Mitchell, 290 yards. Uh, no majors for either of them. Um, very tough. Like that's like uh, it's just so many yards to to not sniff for either team. A uh, except for a Riley uh, run in, not sniff a major. So yeah. Uh, Riley definitely seemed like he was back to at least, if not you know, MOP form. Um, his earlier form, his long passes in week one were very, very wobbly. This was nice, tight spirals, um, including one where it was like, okay, he's back. This was long, like it was about 40 yards. Riley to Burnham. It was great to see that again. That again. Um, yeah, and then for all that, BC basically almost lost because their kicker uh, was just couldn't convert. And a horrible decision by uh, Henry, the return man for the Stampeders. Uh, instead of kneeling uh, the return, taking it to 35, he uh, decided to run it out and got stopped on the one-yard line. And uh, it basically cost the Stampeders the game. Um, <laughs> that was not good. <laughs> and, uh, and however, BC really should have put that away with um, some better kicking. Um, so Yamasaki who was the uh, international player, um, just unfortunately couldn't, uh, you know, c- couldn't make the leap to the, the pro game. Um, so he has unfortunately been let, let go, which is a shame. Um, but the, uh, they have brought on Jimmy Camacho. The Lions brought on Jimmy Camacho. Uh, so maybe for future games, that kicking will be less of a concern. Uh, and last, there was a rabbit on the field. Oh, it's back. Which was real cool. That was fun. I mean, that's always fun. We yeah. like it. Uh, yeah, so good I game. Think, yeah, like a fun game to watch. Tough to have, yeah, Burnham and Whitehead over 100 yards, and neither can get into the end zone. Right. Tough. But, yeah, it was a very fun game, and uh, I think BC did not – their defense is legit, but, again, defense they were playing – John, I have that same – I have that verbatim. But BC they're playing the a quarterback B- who had a broken leg, so now it doesn't look as good. <laughs> no, that BC, so, that BC defense is legit. They yeah, are BC legit. They're, they're linebacking core. Good yeah. action. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, I will have the second game of week two, which was the Argonauts falling to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers 20-7. to Tyler, I'm going to ask you, what is the worst position a CFL team can find themselves in? Uh, down 10 points in the first half to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. That's exactly right. And that's exactly the position that the Argonauts found themselves it's an in. Un, it's an unwinnable position. It's not good. Um, McLeod Bethel Thompson, a tough 10 for 20 for 70 yards. A uh, couple misses on receivers. Towards the end, I think it was the 550 mark of the third quarter, he overthrew DeVaris Daniels on what probably would have been a touchdown. Uh, at that point, he got the hook, 
bring in uh, Toronto's biggest offseason signing, uh, Nick Arbuckle, who did lead the Argos to a touchdown drive in his first drive of the season, uh, aided mainly by some big runs by John White. Uh, but Arbuckle only managed to go 10 of 19 for 96 yards in that touchdown. John White for the Argos, 12 carries uh, for 11 yards and a touchdown, but he did have a fumble. And then who else but uh, Daniel Braverman, leading the Argos in receptions, eight receptions for 50 yards. On the other side of the field for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, got to give it up. Zach Caleros, 32 of 40, 292 yards, two touchdowns. He did throw a pick in the end zone, uh, but it did not end up mattering. Sped, spread the ball around a bunch. He had six different receivers. Uh, Brady Oliveira tailed off from his production in week one. He went... 13 carries for 29 yards. And then you have the Winnipeg defense, who just terrorized the Toronto quarterbacks. They had one interception, two forced fumbles. This is a big one. They had six pass breakups. They are just disrupting everything. Uh, as I've said in the group chat amongst us, and I'll bring it to the people now, uh, Willie Jefferson looking like the MOP for me two games into the season. Not defense player of the year, MOP. There's nobody making a bigger impact than Willie Jefferson. Um, and yeah, Winnipeg, after, I mean, some, some people predicted them to finish fourth in the West. Couldn't, be, couldn't be me. Um, <laughs> they are looking like a very, very good team, still without Andrew Harris. Um, and so you can only imagine, still without Darvin Adams. But are, are, Kenny we still, Lawler, are, we, are we still sure that he, Caleros doesn't just need to be a game manager for this team to be excellent? Well, if they get up 10 nothing, he can do whatever the hell he wants. Because <laughs> I don't really... Yeah, we got to start asking ourselves, uh, at what week is a team going to score more than 10 points on the uh, Blue Bombers? It'll probably be this next week now that I've said that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Winnipeg looks good. They just bully you. Their defense is everywhere. Offensively, they've got an awful lot of talent. Uh, I think like six, yeah, six different players carried the ball. It's a lot. How, that's a lot. Now, a lot of them had one carry, but they were varying their offense. Dembski got his first major of the season. Uh, it was just fun all around. Winnipeg is a bruising team, and they're looking pretty damn good. Any comments? Nothing to add. Um, it's Peg's trophy till somebody it's until somebody can show they can stand up to him. Looking filthy. It certainly does look like that. I mean, just the the landscape of you know, if I were to re guess um, conference winners and uh, yeah. who's going to the Grey Cup, it's entirely different. <laughs> like obviously, because we picked Edmonton and and Hamilton, or John and I did at least. But yeah, yeah it's um, the landscape has shifted entirely from Winnipeg's, what I thought it would be. Yeah, Winnipeg is is absolutely dominating. Um, all right, Tyler. Briefly talk to us about Montreal at Edmonton. <laughs> so it was another home game for Edmonton, uh, and you thought they'd get off the schneid in this one after a quick three and out. <laughs> Montreal came out quick three and out, looking rusty right off the bat. Uh, and then Edmonton went on this very long drive. Oh, it's was, beautiful. <laughs> but unfortunately, it ended in a field goal, so to, up three nothing. And then Montreal figured it out. Uh, VA uh, took them down the field. They tied it up quickly, uh, and then unfortunately, as the Elks turned it right back over after, on a, on I think four downs, and 
and it was back to it was VA was back. VA found his stuff. All of a sudden, set, now now we're putting balls in the end zone, and by halftime it's already twenty to three, and Edmonton is sitting there wondering what is going on. Uh, the highlight of that was a fifty-yard uh, punt return by Mario Alford. Uh, it was beautiful. Actually, it was, uh, the punt was 80. fifty yards. That the, the return, return was, was eighty. I thought. 80, eighty yards. Yes. Uh, not a good look uh, all around from the defense, special teams, or offense from Edmonton in this game. Uh, the second half, just Edmonton could just not mount a comeback. They scored a garbage time touchdown uh, while they were down over 20 points. And, yeah, it was more of the same this week from Edmonton. A lot of yards, a lot of first downs, not a lot of penalties. It, it, Montreal had a ton of penalties. I believe they had 10 just double check that. Yeah, 10 for 120 yards. Edmonton did nothing with it. Uh, Edmonton is disciplined. They get yards, but they just can't seem to put the ball in the end zone. They, they I think the I think the the white flag was raised with with five, uh, five seconds left in the third quarter, down 14 points or down 17 points. Uh, Elks kick a field goal. And I think that's uh, an indication of of those of, field goals of the confidence Oops. level right now that the the coach is feeling on the offense. Yeah, they need to find their legs. There's no doubt about that. And unfortunately for them, they're going to have to deal with that speedy BC defense we've been talking about. Uh, good game again for James Wilder. Again, stats-wise, though, good game for James Wilder, yeah. 85 yards, Darrell Walker and Mike Jones over 70 yards each. Again, the, the stats are there. Trevor Har- what about Greg yeah. Ellingson? I mean, it's just insane. Ellingson had one catch for one yard. Oh, yeah, that's great. Get him the ball, guys. The Elks yeah. are killing me. You heard it here. Greg Ellingson, good player. Give Willie, him the ball. Willie Stanback. Willie Stanback's the standout from the game for me, though. 112 yards on 18 carries. Yes. Just when they needed to put, when Montreal just needed to put the game away, just he was the guy they gave the ball to, and it, it just it iced it. Once they took a lead, it was it was hard to it's hard to stop him. Well, I just I thought it was I thought it was odd all, offensively. All, okay, obviously Greg Ellingson should get him the ball, but then James Wilder had 12 catches for 72 yards in Week One. Didn't have any receptions in this game, and it's like, guys, that is a player you you just force him the ball and he will make good things happen. Yeah, you have to wonder what the game plan here is in Edmonton. I don't know. It's kind of all over the place. They really don't have an identity. Get the ball in the end zone. Uh, I mean, Harris is two games in a row played quite well. I, I, I mean, not terrible. I mean, not clutch by any means. Not when they when they need these first downs. But uh, you know, stat, you look at this. You look at the box scores and you wonder how they're zero and two and getting battered. Yeah, yeah, it's very frustrating. Um, I have nothing more to say. Again, not going to talk about this game ever after this pod is recorded. <laughs> yeah, I just I just think that fair enough. Def- defense. Some defenses came to play, and I don't think. Some defenses came to play. I don't think any offense really can. I mean, Montreal made the the case that they're the premier offense right now in the CFL, but no offense. So fun. Montreal is such a fun team. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. Just. Uh, but I think does, Sa- I think Saskatchewan would disagree oh, with you. Of course, with, you would. Two, of course, you two, would think two that. thirty point games in a row. But uh, um, we'll all right, fair. But uh, but um. It does seem like uh, a few defenses really came to play, and as we're making our selections and our preds going down the line, that is now factoring much more heavily in my mind to the calculus of of preds. Preds. Peter, why don't you tell us about Hamilton, the overall, the favorite, the odds-on far favorite 
in the East at the beginning of the season, falling to 0-2. Tell us well, about that, Peter. Well, Hamilton went into the Mosaic and just got their absolute asses handed to them, and I think this game is going to make us all start admit some things that we don't really want to just because Tyler's a Saskatchewan fan. Yeah. <laughs> the Saskatchewan Rough Riders are a very, very good football team. I mean, Fajardo was seven, 17 for 25 with 222 yards in the air, two touchdowns. He added 16 yards on the ground with another uh, 16? Score. 16 or? 60, sorry, 66 yards on the ground. And he he is just, I, I don't want to say he's good at the game of football at all, but man, this don't want to give, don't offense, give him an inch. I know I don't want to give him an inch, but this Saskatchewan offense is just clicking. They are just kill, They killed Hamilton with just consistent, just ten yard plays, fifteen yards, just moving down the field. I mean, William Powell had a great game too, eighty nine yards, and then uh, we saw Braden Lenius and Kyra Moore uh, eclipse six yards each and uh, more. <laughs> Braden Lenius did so well that Peter popped on him and. He's took on, him onto his fantasy team. Maybe on my fantasy team. <laughs> wait, now. wait, is BJ Cunningham rostered? BJ Cunningham plays for the Alouettes. No. I, I'm asking <laughs> if he's rostered. rostered. I don't believe so. No. Oh, Peter, come on, buddy. <laughs> no, no, that, that was the Lenius was a Lenius was an injury replacement. He had to be a Saskatchewan player. Okay, yes. fair enough. Yes. And Our fantasy so, rules are really complicated for those who don't understand what we're talking about. And I think if, if I mean I say all that about Sketch. And it's great to talk about him, but this game said a lot about Hamilton's offensive line is horrible. And obviously, Winnipeg and Skatch <laughs> are two great defenses. But Jeremiah Masoli, who in his own right needs to take care of the ball, has a half a second to make a decision. And yeah. it's embarrassing. And This was not the two confidence booster games that that O-line needed. No. No. <laughs> absolutely not. And... And I hate to say it because I, I would I would like to think he could repeat his MOP, but Brandon Banks is so undisciplined with the football that like I, I just don't understand why he can't hold hold on to it. It's it's crazy, it's but yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, scotch defense, two forced fumbles, two two interceptions. Don't don't bury oh, the lead. Also, that Masoli did get be- Masoli did get benched for Dane Evans. Right, right, who, absolutely. Who led the Ticats to the Grey Cup. But Dane Evans came in and went 3 for 10 for 21 yards. So I'm not sure he exactly ripped that job away from Masoli. Yeah, I think I think Jeremiah's still, still QB1 out there. But, I would think so. But yeah, that, I mean, well, Skatch's D-line yeah. is just dominant. And uh, I, I don't want to say anything positive, but this team is just so good, and they're gonna whenever that Winnipeg game is week in five. The, in, not, I cannot wait. In the it, in the West, you have a bunch of teams that went zero and two at home in their first two games, and you have Winnipeg or any of Winnipeg and Saskatchewan who were able to be at home and win their first two games. It's gonna be. It's looking at the standings at the end of the season. You're gonna say that that might have been the two games that decided it. Yeah, it yeah. should it should be on all of us who picked Hamilton in this game to know that you're just not going into the mosaic and winning. It's just <laughs> Why not, not? It's just not <laughs> happening. Um, Want to take the chance to point out that yeah, unlike Nick Arbuckle, who I think kind of took the reins with that QB QB uh, draw or sorry TD drive, uh, and I think we should see Arbuckle starting for Toronto against Winnipeg this week. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think Evans grabbed control of the starting job. Hamilton is on a bye, so they do have time to figure this out. Uh, but I would think Masoli's probably still the starter when they come back from that. I'd like to just say Saskatchewan won by 22 points despite having 18 penalties for 180. There are some yards. incredibly undisciplined teams. The Toronto Argonauts have had double-digit uh, double flags the first two weeks. <laughs> 18 uh, for 182. 18. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think that might be the. Rec- I, I don't know if another team will have more penalties or more yards from penalties in the rest of the season. It just didn't matter. Yes. So now let's get into some preds for week three. We started this last week where we go around the dial and everybody picks, uh, so nobody has an outright advantage. Um, I will go first, considering we know. <laughs> We know what my prediction is going to be in uh, this matchup. It's going to be Edmonton at BC. Edmonton are uh, four-and-a-half-point underdogs, and it's going to be a great time for the Elks to pick up their first victory of the season at BC Place. Edmonton gets it done. Uh, Matt, you're next. Uh, I mean, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> is my, and I'm thinking, sorry, guys. Michael, I love you, but I gotta go with the Elks, man. We're going the Elks. Yes, <laughs> yes. Look at that. That's because you gotta have faith. You got. I mean, you gotta have faith. We know, like, um, like Tyler said, you look at the box score. the The yards are there. It's, it's just come. a matter of time. Um, I, I, yeah, I think it's gonna. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Gonna, we're, it's, we're fine. It's, it's like we're going, three years into the it's season. It's going to click. <laughs> we're going to be fine. Trevor Harris, I still believe, and he showed, yeah, has a great this arm. He's a great quarterback. Manifesting. Yeah, so I see a lot the of girls talking about it on reels. <laughs> the, the Elks are going to beat the Lions. Yes, Tyler, the Preds leader with his first pick of the week. Uh, Matt, I mean, you took what I was going to say. If the box scores tell you anything, that's that Edmonton is due for one, and I think. Uh, I think they get this one. I think BC is. I don't know. I think we. I think BC might still be the biggest mystery team of them all. I don't. I don't have a read on them. Um, uh, yeah, they fifteen to nine against a, a a guy with a broken leg is not necessarily convincing. Um, you know, they got their doors blown off in the first half against Saskatchewan. So, I uh, just a little too inconsistent for me. Uh, I'm going with the Elks. Well, to. Uh throw a bomb on all of you i'm gonna go with bc oh is a team if you remember lost to ottawa i do that's the worst team in this and that's the other worst team in the league well actually they're Um, undefeated the worst team in the league is hamilton well not not in my eyes but no this ed this edmonton team is is going zero and three they're panic time in edmonton Oh, ye of little faith. Yeah. Oh, a fucking hater. Uh, okay. We'll <laughs> see. Wow. Okay. Thursday. Thursday. First, first, first F-bomb on the pod today. <laughs> I, think yeah. I think that's first F-bomb. I'm so glad we're the kicking last you three off episodes. to Texas, Peter. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. I'll Welcome to Delta Hell. That's what you deserve for that pick. I'll be around. Um, okay. Well, we're moving on from that absolute slap in the face. Uh, Matt, give us your pick, Montreal at Calgary. I think it's clear that <laughs> Michael O'Connor is going to not have enough to beat the uh, Montreal Alouettes. Uh, they're just going to play too well. I mean, I think oh. <laughs> the the Montreal Alouettes are going to 
kind of run all over Calgary. I think you remember that I picked Willie Stanback to be the yards, the rushing yards leader by the end of the season. And this is one of those games where he's going to put up big old numbers. Disgusting numbers. Big old numbers. Calgary has good defense. Yes, but they they're going to be on the set. they're going to be on the field so much that yes. by the time the end of the third quarter rolls around, they're going to be gassed, and it's just going to be. And when when Montreal's already up by twenty plus points, should be handing off to, to Willie, and he's just going to be getting eight ripping eight yard carries over and over. You know who could be getting some carries this week? Kadeem Carey, Jeshroon. No, nah, probably Jeshroon. not. Jeshroon had had uh, like twenty three yards last week. I think don't sleep on yards. don't sleep on Jeshroon. <laughs> um, so, Peter, I will t- be well. On that note, I'll be putting my faith in Jeshroon, and uh, I'll be taking the Montreal Alouettes. Yes, I, I agree. <laughs> there's nothing. There's not. There's not much more to be said about this. Well, after the, after nothing, the bow so. injury, I already had uh montreal winning this and then after the bow injury i just don't see it likely how a guy getting his first start uh with calgary is gonna will them to victory i think the calgary defense is good so um, it should pose some threats uh some difficulties from montreal but the way the montreal offense came out in their first game of the season they're so exciting they're so fast vernon adams needs to get hit less because he does that too much, but everything else was just money. Um, so, yeah, I've got the owls. Nice. All right. Who's next? I think I believe this is this is I. Yes. It is you. Yeah. The next game we have uh, Winnipeg at Toronto, so Winnipeg on its first road game. Uh, just played Toronto, so uh, will we see more of the same, or will we Toronto have learned something from the first game? And unfortunately, I just don't think it's enough time to make enough adjustments. I think Winnipeg, Bethel Thompson just looked out of sorts. Uh, it's yeah. Winnipeg. It's it's Winnipeg. It's Winnipeg. I I think Winnipeg is my basically on auto, on auto pick until they get to Saskatchewan on the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just uh, I just I think confusion at the quarterback position always leads to. Uh leads to chaos and against this defense that's not what you want so i'm picking the bombers uh interesting to note this is the first home game for an eastern side in the entire season so they're kicking off something new in toronto uh i'm intrigued by this if it was later in the year and i needed uh felt you know i needed to take a flyer on a team that i think could get it done i'm intrigued because you know, they only lost by 13. That is not that big of a point spread. But that being said, I think Winnipeg wins until they – I'm going to pick them until proven otherwise. So, yeah, I have Winnipeg getting the job done. That's fair. Yep. Same. Concur. I think it's, yeah, I concur. I, I'm trying to think of a quarterback that I feel confident throwing, um, throwing them against. I think Cody Fajardo yeah. uh, could do really good. Uh, against the Blue Bombers, I'm interested to see what a Michael Riley-led um, BC team could do against the Blue Bombers. But right now, those are um, those are the two that I could really feel confident in. Um, like even Vernon Adams, I just think that a, a super physical Willie uh, Jefferson, and well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, super physical <laughs> Blue Bombers D line and and backfield could cause some serious problems. So yes. Yeah. And let's just, we have to acknowledge that Caleros just shredded this defense. 
she just did. 32 of 48. But I think, and so what's interesting is I don't think that Edmonton is the only team who's having issues with not getting in the end zone. Like right. the fact that, the fact that, because Winnipeg dominated, dominated Toronto last week and only came away with 20 points is kind of interesting. You know, Caleros did throw that interception in the end zone trying to get one to Kenny Lawler. Um, so, yeah, I, I, part of me yeah, thinks Toronto maybe got off lucky last week, and if Winnipeg fine-tuned some things, they could really crush them. Um, but, yeah, Kolaros is, is playing very well and much better than I would have ever expected. Ever. Kenny Lawler might lead the league in receptions by the end of the season if Kolaros is obsessed with throwing to him. Whose fantasy team is he on? on did you pick him up this week or last week? Picked him up this week. Okay. Well, so, I, think, I think it was a great pickup. All right, guys. Yes, Peter. Last last game of the week will be Susque- uh, Ottawa. The last two under two undefeated teams. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That will be Ottawa at Saskatchewan on Saturday. Um, you know, as we were saying, what do you I, think the point spread is for this game? I thought you don't care about point spreads because betting is stupid. <laughs> I'm just interested um, to see what you think it is. Thirteen Eight, and a half. Uh, not nine points. It's ten and a half. Okay. You beat me, Price is right. Yeah, Two undefeated teams, though. Um, and I mean, I said said my piece on Saskatchewan earlier, reviewing their game, and this is uh, yeah, Saskatchewan at home. No way they're losing this one. Uh, I mean, God, I would love for Ottawa to get this done. If I'm just totally wrong about Ottawa and they just pick up ugly victory after ugly victory all yeah. season long, that would be the greatest thing in the world. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> and yes, I think we could be in for really... a little bit of a uh, beatdown. Yeah. Uh, so, I, yes, I have the Riders. There's yeah. going to be a few spankings this week. I believe this will be the, the spanky spank. Is this <laughs> the spank of the week? This is spank the spank of the week, of the week <laughs> yeah. for oh. sure. Do we even have a game of the week? This It's got to be Edmonton, B.C., right? That's It is yeah, Edmonton, yeah. B.C., but yeah. um, Sketch Ottawa is must-watch football if you want to see a real spank, are we talking? Are we seeing a? Are we seeing a, 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 a fifty here? Our first fifty of the season? No, certainly not. <laughs> I don't think so. I'm thinking no. I think I think a final score of forty-two to ten. <sighs> yeah, uh, I would probably keep it in multiples of three, so uh, twelve or fifteen. I think. Uh, I, I don't see Ottawa finding. The uh, the end zone. Yeah, I uh, I see him. I see him. You know, maybe getting some short yardage, uh, punt returns, making some marches. Deadman but is I, a good punt returner. Straight up, Ottawa has a good return yes. return team. So Cody Fajardo wants yeah. an MOP, so they're not going to oh. just stop. They're not. <laughs> he wants it so badly. They're not. Gonna, they're not. He's currently there. I mean, like, they're not okay, going to stop. I will entertain Willie Jefferson, but like uh, usually. MOP is an offensive player. There is not an offensive player, minus maybe Willie Stanback. We'll have he'll have to do one more game, but but through a couple games, it, it has to be uh, Fajardo. Okay, interesting thing though. What if this Ottawa defense is just really good, and could, maybe could, they could. gave Trevor Harris the yips rather than him just having I, the yips on I, his I don't know about that though, because Trevor Trevor threw weeks. for three. I think that yardage that three thirty three was the Picked most anybody's thrown three times though. Yeah, but Cody, him, Cody Cody's like, not make, a... Cody's not going to make those mistakes. Come on now. <laughs> Who knows? No, I don't think so. 
But uh, <laughs> that would be great to see if it did happen. Um, so that's everybody's made their preds. Yeah, unfortunately this week, uh, Peter I the Lone Wolf beats Lone Wolf in it. I just want listen. I've gone one and three in weeks one and two. <laughs> that is hard for me to stomach. Because I you're bad at just. I need a three and one week. Just give me a winning record. Get me back on track. Uh, I think you're going to yeah, get a 4-0 no week, John. I hope, well, I, listen, I'm just being conservative. Because uh, I forgot to mention it earlier. After two weeks, the Pred pool standings are Peter and John basement dwelling together with two and six records. Yes, Matt nice. in second with a three and five record. And Not too P bad. Press five and three including a three and one week two only missing on the bc calgary game along with the rest of us and everybody so, at tsn yeah no i think <laughs> no well that's the thing like i don't feel bad considering the cfl writers at tsn also all suck oh they're terrible so it, it's hard i saw somebody said like yeah if you want worst financial advice would be bet on early season cfl games yeah. <laughs> i'd be doing okay but i don't have the spread you would so. do, yeah um but anyway yeah it's the preds pool has been off to a rough start not up to my standard so looking to rectify that this week and right the ship let's talk fantasy though yeah let's talk we will quickly talk fantasy yeah so a uh, huge week for uh t press a 114, the first guy to, to break into triple digits behind 29.5 from Cody Fajardo, 21.4 from Nick Dembski, and a sketch defense tossing up 18. Uh, in the basement, kind of double basement dwellers, uh, Peter and John at 33.2 and 38.9 total points. Uh, for John, uh, big misses were Greg Ellingson with 1.1 points, uh, Edmonton with zero. And for Indeed. Peter, yeah, uh, a uh, 3.6 out of Bo Levi, Oof. a 2.8 out of an injured, well, two injuries, really. I mean, that's the, that's the name of the game here. Uh, two of your uh, leaders, you know, your, your lead guys, Bo Levi Mitchell and Shaq Evans, both got injured, put up a 3.6 and a 2.8. Um, I kind of did exactly what I did last week. I was uh, two and a half points off my week one total. So right now Tyler is... Um, it's in the lead, pretty health, pretty healthy lead, 178.3. I am 30 points behind at 147.6. John is 20 points behind me at 124.7. Peter is 30 points behind him at 93.2. So Peter, early, day, early days, days early days, early days. <laughs> one of these days you'll pop into triple digits. So we want yeah. to talk about Peter's uh, Peter's fantasy team Cursed. since draft Cursed. day. Cursed had has had had seven players Cursed. either injured or got cut, um, and so Pete's having a rough <laughs> rough go, but he's made some fun. adjustments. Yeah, I have. I uh, I picked up Braden Lenius. Yep, and um, I also um, who else did I pick up? Michael O'Connor and Michael. Yes, Michael O'Connor to replace the injured Bo Levi Mitchell and. Uh, I think I'm going to give O'Connor a bit of a break before I throw him in the starting lineup. You start Mike Riley. I'll Mike probably Riley. go with Mike <laughs> Riley, who I think uh, I think will do just fine. And uh, I'm not not too keen on throwing Lenius 
uh, in there as well uh, right off the bat. He obviously had a great week um, this past week, but I think I'll throw somebody like Lamar Durant um, or maybe, um, I mean, Josh Huff is injured as well, so who knows? <laughs> I, I can I can do anything. I just... I'm gonna. I maybe, I'm gonna. I'm. I, I have an announcement for the pod. I'm gonna make my my second. I don't second, want to be sad my, anymore. I'm gonna, Ooh, I'm live gonna make, I'm roster gonna my, move. I'm gonna make my second roster move. Okay. Um. I know. I know. The uh, <laughs> we're gonna make fun of me because because of <laughs> Dijon Brissett. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, guy. Uh, for BJ Cunningham. All right. I forgot how good BJ Cunningham was. Really <laughs> He's quite good. good. He's really good. Really good. Kicked off the uh, season with five receptions, 86 yards against Edmonton. So that's a good player to pick up. I think he's going to be a big tar- big target for Vernon Adams this year. Yeah, Peter really needs more production from, well, one Everybody, of the Shacks. Dude. He's got two Shacks hurt at the moment in Evans and Cooper. <laughs> and then Shaq Johnson has unfortunately only uh, amassed four receptions for 35 yards so far for BC. So if we can get the shack attack going, which is that's the goal, Peter, right? It's the goal. You I want mean, to start I was, all I was, three shacks. I was big on having so many shacks, and then the game um, keeps taking away my shacks, man. It's brutal should out note here. league leaders after week two. This is this sucks to read this. Uh, in passing yards, it's Trevor Harris with 566. That's what I uh, yeah. Rushing I told, yards, I, I called that James Wilder Jr. with mm. 174. Uh, and then receiving yards, the only person who's currently led the league for two straight weeks, Mr. Lucky Whitehead with nice. 244 after two weeks. Not bad production. My pickup uh, from, from last boy week. Lucky. Yeah, and Tyler picked him up last week. So, um, God, you think Edmonton's good. so good, John. Edmonton is a very good team. <laughs> They're just, they haven't shown it yet. We just got to finishing in the red zone um obviously an issue getting the ball to our playmakers can has somewhat been an issue but in week three in bc playing a rival it's time for the elks to put it together get a dub and start putting up the points i see it in my mind i think any parting shots boys I think Ed, I think the this week I think the games are kind of light in terms of I think the there's a, a clear favorites in, in many of the games uh, except for one, uh, but ne- but next week uh, uh, some some par- some some parity some very interesting matchups next week so looking forward to seeing what the results of this week are rolling into to week four because week four's got some good ones. If you have questions for the Shups and Preds podcast, you can email them to us at shupsandpreds at gmail you can DM us on Twitter, at Shups and Preds. Uh, you can DM us directly at any of our individual Twitter handles. We will answer the questions on our podcast, shout you out, and probably follow you back. If you have criticisms of our pod, direct those to Tyler at Hackashack. Um, and that's all I have to say. We're just ready for week three. We have pb peter boylo going back to texas so we're going to have boots on the ground in texas yes sir. Uh, excited to he's just i think the football knowledge is gonna you know really amp up pete and you'll, <laughs> you'll be ready to roll i think your fantasy team is going to get better your preds should get better it's going to be exciting times yeah i, I, hope, I think I your hope. preds will get better that's for sure. i think my preds will be the best this week after i sort of 
lone wolfed it with the BC pick. And we're going to uh, try and I'm, set up an interview with former TCU Horn Frog Stansley Maponga, currently of the Ottawa Red Blacks. So Stansley, <laughs> if you're listening, which I'm sure you are, uh, <laughs> shoot us a message and we'll get something set up, maybe with you and Coach Patterson. Yeah, yeah, Gary P and I are close, so I'll be, All sure, right. to, I'll be sure to get him on the horn. Matt, Tyler, any parting words? No, I'm just excited. I know it's excellent. Yeah, it's uh, it's, uh, is this what it's like to be? To I mean, I I don't think I've ever been in first after two weeks of anything that we've done CFO related. So to be in in double first uh, sucks good. for the rest of us. Shockingly, Feels... you've been more humble than I would have expected, but it's still um, annoying me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's gotten to if, Peter most. If, if, no, if, oh, it's not get. It's Peter, Peter has never team... been the most like anti sketch. I think that's always been John and I. <laughs> But Peter, for some reason, I think it's because Tyler is now kicking his butt, is like well, now the... No, dude, left behind yeah, the I, had a, I had a buddy, man. It's a good point. I was, I I was, I was your basement. Or ride or die. Always okay, and I was like, now that he's not, I'm also of the mind, like, okay, that's I'm going to put a lot of effort into this, but my team sucks ass, and I can't predict for <laughs> shit. But it's okay. I see light at the end of the tunnel for Peter Boylo. I love it. Week three, CFL season. Here we go. Catch us next Tuesday. Peace.